Welcome to Talking in Stations Lounge, where players from all over EVE Online gather to exchange ideas. I'm Matterall. In this program, we sit with another candidate for Council of Stellar Management on the eve of election for CSM 12. Commander Ace, um, you've been around the circuit. This is what, your fourth time around? Yep. Fourth and likely not my last. You're going to keep trying until you make it in? I will keep trying and keep trying and keep trying until the message makes it through. Isn't it funny? Because it seems like once you become CSM member, you kind of leave the game afterwards. <laughs> you take breaks. So it feels like it burns you out. And here you are, trying and trying and trying. And I have this, I have this idea that if you are actually to make it, then you'd be like, okay, I've done it. Now I can leave the game for a while. <laughs> I don't see that happening. I run a, a high-sec alliance and, uh, with aspirations to move elsewhere, so I don't see it changing. But to take that, that a little further, people do... I think this game is built on the backs of this sort of thing. They set a goal, they achieve it, they set a new goal, they achieve it, and the game actually gives you a lot of room to make a lot of goals and to achieve them. And one of the th- progressions that CSM member is a part of is you become a helper in a corporation, then you become a logistics director in the corporation, then you s- somehow become a director, then a, a corporate CEO maybe. You start your own thing like you've done. Then you work in an alliance and climb that same ladder. And at the end of all that is I think I'll represent even more players in my alliance. I'll represent everyone to CSM. Has it been like that for you? I think in part, yes. I think in part, it is uh, uh, it is kind of a natural progression that way. But it, it's also kind of uh, how I've evolved in playing the game. You know, it goes, it goes from a, a very solo-oriented game to a group-based game. Money really isn't the, the main factor involved. And then you grow into you know, okay, it's my responsibility to get these guys content, it's my responsibility to get, you know, my corp content, it's, you know, make the corp money, make the alliance money, you know, continue up that progression. And at this point, it's, you know, part of the reason that I run for CSM every year is I like talking about EVE with people. But But the other reason is that it builds some nice friendships out of it, too. You don't need to be in CSM to talk to people. Like, you can talk to people all you want, uh, there's Grath who's not in CSM and he'll talk to any nerd about Eve anytime, any place. Uh, he loves it. So True. What is it really? Is this a feather in your cap? Is that is that is this a reward? Is this a, a badge? So I think it goes more towards um, my kind of philosophy on life and philosophy of, of serving others. Um and I think that's what drove me to be a corporation leader and then an alliance leader. You know, like I've, um, real life for a minute here, uh, I served a year of service with AmeriCorps, uh, and I'm current, uh, currently a public employee, um, and I work, work for the government, so I have, I have a strong drive to serve other people. Ah, oh, yeah, you got my attention there. 
Yeah, those are both uh, good things. And so how does actually that... Now, the idea that you work for service, you work for people, uh, does play into what CSM is all about. How does your work, how is that going to affect how you look at, uh, if you were to make it, uh, your, your tenure as a CSS person, a CSM person, if you were to make it? How would that affect it, your real-life job? So the only time that there would be any conflict as far as time goes uh, is in the event of a large-scale national disaster. Um, that would pull my time um, towards the real world uh, to the tune of about you know 16 hours a day for about a month or two. Um, but that would be you know events the size of uh, Hurricane Matthew that would do something like that. So, what are you? You're not a fireman. You're a FEMA person. I am an emergency manager. Oh. What's that, by the way? <laughs> Something goes um, wrong, you come in and organize the relief effort? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, I deal with uh, recovery mainly, although I've been deployed for um, pretty much all aspects of the uh, from preparedness, response, recovery, uh, mitigation. Uh, across the board I've done work so I'm kind of a I'm kind of an everyman when it comes to my work and you're kind of an everyman in the game aren't you yeah that seems to have translated over uh, pretty well I, I've touched most content in, in EVE at this point but that's what's interesting is some people play the game they say to put on a mask and to do stuff you couldn't do in real life like I want to make somebody miserable I want to steal the work that they've done I want to do this I want to do that some people play the game as an extension of who they already are and that sounds like that's you in this case yeah I think I think in a lot of ways uh, it is you know I've I've pushed myself to to grow a, a group of people within the alliance that are uh you know, solid, good, good people that I know that I would spend, I know that I would and that I have spent time with them out of game um, and that I could, you know, actually be very good friends with. Um, you know, I have the job references for uh, for directors in my corp and, um, you know, I've helped others uh, get jobs, you know, and, and stuff like that as, as they come available because... You know, it's just it's just kind of the way that I am, and I think yeah, it does kind of match up with with how I play the game. Well, it's interesting. I hear like the reasons why you want this. It's interesting. You want to become a CSM member. It seems like your character is about service, but you want friends. You want to talk about Eve. It's thinking if there's a disconnect between those two things, or if actually they're very united, like they come from the same well. Well, I think it's, you know, I mean, it's a, in terms of something I'm passionate about, you know, everybody wants to be able to talk about the thing that they're passionate about. You know, you, when it's, when it's Eve, you want to be able to connect with as many people as possible in, in a forum that allows you to, to hear what they say and, and potentially make action on what they say. Like that's, that's one of my biggest things uh, when it comes to, to how I do my job is I very rarely enter discussions based around uh, a concept that I don't think that I can actually help them with long term. Okay, well let me back out of that for a second. So 
are there things in the game that, because you've done a number of things and you're kind of an everyman, uh, uh, you're not um, known as you know a power FC that I know of. Uh, you're not known as a, a, a power broker, as a diplomat. You're not known as an industrialist or somebody with big schemes, that sort of thing. Not the kind of things that make you space famous, let's call it. But you are in a very s- small scale, or I don't know how small because I don't know how big your corporation is, helping people kind of organize and do things together, and you're bringing them content, and you're feeling responsible for people, and that's coming out of your character. Yep. That describes you pretty well? Absolutely. So this isn't, I mean, I'm trying to figure out if this is a selfish endeavor for you, that you want this on your resume, or if this is just something that grows out of your character, and it sounds like it's the latter, which would make you kind of rare. Now, let me ask you this. Do you want to influence the game? Yes. Why? I think that there's, um, I think that there is a unique way that I can, uh, kind of show an expertise in some places that are underrepresented specifically on the CSM. Like what? Um, Just name off some topics that you might have better insight than has been given in the last two or three years. I think the the low-hanging fruit is industry. Um, there's a lot of people out there that understand it, but not uh, a lot of people out there that can speak fluently on it um, and its relationship with the market and how upstream effects or, or downstream effects of changing, you know, like the Rorqual um, changes. That dramatically changed mining as, uh, as a potential income source for everybody in the game, including HiSec, where it used to be a very profitable, you know, consistent ISK per hour um, uh, process, and now it's a significantly less value to do. You, you mean that uh, the Oracle has kind of deflated uh, the career of high-sec miners? Yes. Because there's so it, much yeah. stuff being produced out there and shipped in that it just deflates their price and their profit margins. Absolutely. And you see this as a bad thing... I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing, but I don't think that it was looked at um, in the right amount of depth. Like the the hit that the market took and the adjustment that they saw uh, for the work will change. You know, that's probably one of the fastest times we've seen an adjustment in terms of, hey, we made a mistake here. This was way too powerful for mining. Right, because we got to cut back. Titan yeah. builds are falling pretty fast. We've heard they've gone from mm-hmm. 80, 80, million, 80 billion to 48 billion is the number I've heard. That isn't correct. Um, as far as I know, the, the sell prices for Titans are still at maybe 5 billion less, but they do seem to be dropping. So that means an immense amount of mining is going on, at least in null sec space. And you think that, that uh, those minerals are making their way to high sec? So I know those minerals are making a tie sec. Um, so one of the things that, that kind of irked me uh, about the current CSM was this uh, uh, CCP Quant releases the monthly data on mining industry and, and everything broken down by region. Uh, so you're able to see the imports and exports of every region. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the future, uh, 
by the CSM's request, they're asking that it not be broken down by specific region, instead by quadrant, so that you don't know whose industrial apparatus is in full swing. Cough, cough, delt. Yeah. I think um, people are familiar with this. People who are going to listen to this podcast are already familiar with this topic, I assume. It's been discussed before on different things, and they probably read Reddit too. Uh, but the long and the short of it is that CSM influenced or apparently influenced uh, CCP to hide that data, and that's not good for some people. It's good for other people. Um, is that where you're going with this, or do you have something else to add yes. to it? Uh, basically... It heavily affects the way the market works, and being a, being able to see that information allows you to know the downstream effects of importing that much ore into the market. You know, obviously, you're going to see prices start to deflate, uh, but at the same time, you're going to see, uh, you know, like for instance, Delve had massive amounts of import. Okay, well, that's all got to come from somewhere. You know, so what's being taken out? versus what's coming in, you know, you, you balance everything out and you figure out where the material's coming from to know what's happening. Uh, and a lot of that comes down to, you know, you just, you have to have those numbers available. And it's very difficult to work without that in terms of managing a market portfolio or managing an industrial operation with uh, multiple moving parts, like uh, T2 Industries, uh, one of the big things that I work on. Uh, so being able to see those impacts coming helps you to adjust the, um, the industry apparatus or potentially change products if your margins shift or if you can estimate your margin shifting because of those changes. So industry is a place that's been underserved uh, in the last few years, you think? Yes. And it's more like you're wanting to defend it from the downstream effects of changes upstream for other people. So you want to kind of guard how uh, it gets affected. So that would be one of the things that you would focus on if you were in there as far as expertise. Uh, I think you're also somebody who's interested in fixing a PI. Uh, so I've read in some of the stuff you've written. Um, yes. Uh, PI is, uh, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know anybody out there that would come to the defense of the current PI system as being efficient or not, you know, I don't <laughs> think anybody would come forward saying it's the best thing to come out of CCP. But, I do think that the new ESI API system mm -hmm. gives a lot of opportunity to potentially shift that to the platform it should be on and uh, be able to adjust extractors and stuff like that via uh, a cell phone. Cell phones. So people who don't have cell phones will be at a disadvantage uh, from people that do. I guess everybody has a cell phone these days that plays Eve, I would yeah. imagine, but... You still have to consider those kinds of things, people from different countries. Uh, or, you know, any realistically, any mobile application. You know, I mean, at this point, most people, if you're playing EVE, you most likely have a cell phone or you have access to some mobile device of some kind. Probably. But what's going to be interesting is the uh, mining platforms are coming, and probably this CSM will have some influence on it, because I don't think CCP actually started working on it in a way that involves CSM in a big way. Maybe they did because there were some announcements that came out and Earth said it's not terrible. 
Uh, and other people said uh, nothing. They just kind of smiled. But I imagine that they've kind of shared some information on the way they're going. So the CSM will probably have some input on what those platforms are. Uh, and so this is an area that you would be interested in. So uh, just a little bit of background on me. Uh, back when I did live in Nullsec, um, I ran 14 towers, all mining towers. Uh, and at that point, we were just doing extraction, uh, no reactions at all. Um, and at this point, I've shifted completely uh, moon extracting to just reacting materials bought purely off the market because the margin is there. Yeah. Um, but that is an area that I have uh, a unique respect for. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, in terms of, of market and uh, utility and opportunity costs, that's something that I can speak to in terms of, you know, hey, this is going to cause huge headaches for, um, you know, these drilling platform operators. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, this would be a huge quality of life benefit, like setting up the access list because it's going to be an up upwell structure. So I'm assuming all the access lists will be based around, you know, can you access X, Y, and Z? Right. You know, CCP will be doing... Uh because they've been putting it off they haven't they kind of revamped corporate um roles and stuff like that but they really just kind of cleaned up the system that was already there and they never really dug in like they kind of said they would because one of the things they wanted to do was expand the shareability of a corporation without the all or nothing aspect to it yes you know like one of the one of the most basic things that they can do right now is add an access list that allows you to fuel upwell structures without having the option to take fuel out or the option to take full control of the structure. Because if you take fuel out, you essentially make it vulnerable to destruction very rapidly. Yes. On top of so that, you can, you can uh, in HiSec, I've done this to numerous amounts of groups that accidentally set their gunnery list to public. Uh, <laughs> you can steal all of their weapons, ammo, drones, fighters, you name it. You clear out every hangar, throw them into a freighter, and fly away with everything they owned. Why would they set their guns to public? Did they mean to shoot public and they just got confused or something? That's good morning. It's, it's quite comical when it happens. Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. Those are archaic uh, uh, you know, interfaces that have been around since 2000. When, the, when did POTS come in? 2004, I think. Anyway... You said something that was very interesting to me. Uh, it resonated, I guess. And that was, ISEC is EVE casual. I mean, that's where these players kind of live. You think that's actually true? I, I think so. It's, it's, one of, it's one of two things. It's either where a group goes to start mm -hmm. or where a group goes to stay. And they stay there because there's no long-term commitment you know like mm -hmm. like my group is here purely in a building stage we also own a c2 wormhole and have significant assets in there for the purpose of you know this is something that we wanted to do to make an additional revenue stream it was a good pi option for industry and you know numerous other things uh and it creates content but at the same time, you know, the, the groups that choose to stay in HiSec are, are there because maybe they don't want to, um, you know, get a ping at four in the morning going, hey, we need people to get on to defend a structure. Or, 
you know, they don't they don't want to put in that much effort. Well, really you know, they might just be happy doing, you know, the the basics. People getting on at four in the morning to defend a structure since they made uh, uh, prime time or whatever it was, you can kind of control that a bit better, so you don't have to scramble to save something. Or am I wrong about that? True. That that is a lot a lot better. Um, but I get your point. Like, I don't want to derail you. Know, the, you. the bigger structures are a little bit more of an issue. Oh, I see. This the example stands though that it it is a place where you can kind of relax a bit. You don't have the same kind of urgencies. Mm-hmm. And and you don't necessarily have to pay attention all the time. And I'm not saying that that's a fantastic playstyle. I'm not saying that it's not a fantastic playstyle, because there have been times where you know I just wanted to log in and mine and you know and shit. I own three orcas. You know. I'll just sit in a belt and just rip asteroids all afternoon uh, while doing something else. You know, it's it's money. Um, it's not good money, but it's money. <laughs> no, but it, it feels productive, doesn't it? Like you're, yeah. you're doing something and you can do something else at the same time, so you feel like you're getting away with something. I think that's built in all over EVE. Having a second client to help you mine twice as fast... A third makes you three times as fast. All that redundancy of, of scalability is why people have multiple accounts to play this game because they feel like they're getting somewhere faster. Absolutely. Well, what's it like being a, a high set candidate? Seems like a wild card. Like maybe, maybe you can get in, but the people who are likely to vote for you aren't people who are likely to vote in the first place. Are you gonna? Are you gonna cross that bridge? Are you gonna find them? So there is little to no way to coordinate a high sec vote because the the people that live here in general are either null sec alts or are uh, people who play it very casually and most likely uh, don't know what the CSM is or does. Um, so they'll get the notification uh, hopefully when CCP sends it out to go vote. And they'll sit there and go, I have no clue who these people are, and either not vote or vote for the people that they think are quote-unquote cool. So Maybe they've heard of a few uh, famous names. Yeah. You know, they'll go off of the, the YouTube videos or, or something like that <clears> to <throat> figure out you know who they might vote for or, or something like that. And, um, Was that a casual how... shot at Reload? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not not intentionally, um, but uh, well, one of the people that that been written about are like Killer Bee, right? And uh, I mean, Straken's been around a long time. These are big names, and and they may feel like they have people that represent them, but you have no solid constituency. You don't even know if it'll it's it's vapor. It may come together. It may not come together. Uh, I've seen spamming in stations, but do you think that's uh, worthwhile? Or, um, you know, in, in terms of, of spamming in game and and stuff like that, I that's not the you know. In, in order to get voted in as a high sec candidate, you actually have to court a null sec block vote uh, to actually make it work. Um, so, like one of the one of the things that I've been doing over the last couple of years, and with some success. Uh, as I was the, I think, 10 seed on uh, the Imperium ticket last year, mm. um, 
is to go out and talk with them and say, hey, you know, I know that you guys are going to have candidates out there. I know that, uh, you know, you're going to be looking to build a consensus or at least be, have somebody who's open to talking ideas that you come up with. You know, if it's if it's something worth talking about, I'm willing to to cross political boundaries that uh, are perceived in other people's minds as as difficult to cross and you know it's not an issue because to me it's about what's best for the game not about what's best for me yeah and that's kind of a double-edged blade because uh, you if you seem to be courting imperium then you are not courting the enemies uh, so you have to somehow just show that you're not necessarily going to carry their water in csm uh, yes. But get on their ticket because that would actually help if you got some votes. Yes. Uh, so I mean, like I've uh, there are many groups that I've approached uh, in terms of trying to uh, trying to diplomatically go about it and say, hey, you know, I'm willing to uh, to work with you on the CSM if elected, uh, and you know, I feel that I would be a, a solid uh, person for you to go to and ask for advice or. Uh, stress your concerns about the state of the game um, you know I think that you know the I think that's one of the areas that I've excelled in and the reason that uh, um, reason that my campaign has taken more and more um, more and more speed every year all right so let me throw some quick questions at you to turn up the heat a little bit what do you think of um, pandemic legion I think that uh, they have a lot of um, very powerful uh, assets, and they're a very well-run organization that uh, has grown to something that's quite impressive. What do you think of the drone regions? I think that they are significantly less valuable than other areas of space. Having lived there for a significant amount of time, I can tell you that they're also significantly less trafficked than most areas of space. It's kind of a dead dead space uh, junkyard kind of thing. It is a dead end of Eve. There is nothing and no one out there. What do you think of these groups like uh, Pandemic, Horde, and Karma Fleet, and Brave? So I think they serve a great purpose in getting you know the the masses into the game getting them ready and and into larger content early um i think that there there are some things that get missed in the attempt to get numbers though um and this isn't to this isn't to hit any of them um but it's really easy to train somebody to hit keep at range and f1 um, it's not very easy to train somebody the intricacies of fitting. Uh, and I think that a lot of people get lost in the, uh, in the mass numbers and don't get the training that they, they need. Yeah. Uh, and lastly... Although they are really good corpse. <laughs> okay, tell me something you don't like. <laughs> uh, something I don't like or someone I don't like? Well, tell me some trend or group, or it doesn't even have to single out a group, but what is it about, what are some of the things in EVE that would, would show a contrast of who you are as a, as a player, right? Because right now you're like 
too good to be true, right? You like everybody, you like everything. Uh, I want to know where you would take a stand on something. You did say a few things earlier, um, but uh, what are some of the, say, gameplay that you think is out of sync with the way Eve should go forward? Not necessarily its history, but go forward. Uh, so the if if you want to if you want to pin me to one specific thing, and I'm going to get crucified in another Discord channel the second this gets released, <laughs> um, is uh, I would like to end blanket war decking. Uh, basically, the practice of war decking three quarters of Eve for the sake of having easy targets to roll through um, uh, roll through trade hubs and trade lanes. Yeah. You think that's just a broken mechanic? It, it doesn't make any sense, kind of thing. I'm so I I'm big into war literature. So on war, um, Sun Tzu, you know, the the big names. Well, everybody reads that book, or at least yeah. they say they do. But anyway, you like war literature. You actually do, um, which is interesting. Um, a lot of people say they do, mm-hmm. but war war is at its root over something something has to cause it there has to be a reason Mm -hmm. and war is also the last resort Mm -hmm. so you know in in the instance now i can fly through mar and most likely pick up a vendetta mercenary war deck in just that easy all right, just so, by being in the wrong place at the wrong time, and they were picking people to war deck. So there's something you would be against. But I, I, I do want to do want to follow up yeah. on the last thing there. Though. There sure. are there are things that I think that war decks actually need to be improved on from the aggressor's side. You know, and and this is this comes from from a background of you know, like I've said, I, I come from a background of public service. Um, I was with the Department of State for a little while. I was with um, my current position for a little while. Um, and uh, I've worked in uh, AmeriCorps for a while as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so compromise is something that I'm familiar with. You know, obviously, you know, if I if I want something on the defense side, saying you know you can't blanket deck half of Eve, there's got to be there's got to be give and take with that as well. So you know, like bringing back watch lists specific to wars in high sec would be a huge benefit to war deckers because and and defense actually benefits from this as well if they understand the mechanic and know how to use eve who um but and out of game service it, it would be a, uh, a a benefit to them so that they can actually track where their opponents are living okay so you would make some compromises you would uh, you know that it can't be one way uh for issues that you were going to be talking about, for instance. Yeah. All right. Let me. Let me. This is the last question. People are going to look at you as a high set candidate, and some of them are going to say, "I love this guy." Uh, a lot of them are going to say, "This guy knows nothing about real Eve because he hangs out in high sec or whatever." But the mass, the mass in the middle, who probably has alts in null sec, in low sec, and in you know casual high sec. Uh, probably agree with some of the stuff that that you uh, represent and stuff like that. But for the people who look at you and say that you can't possibly understand the bigger themes, the epic themes in the game, uh, do you have an answer to that sort of thing? Well, I can tell you that I've lived in Null. I plan to return to Null eventually. Um, 
and I do understand the mechanics of Null. I understand the uh, the gut-wrenching pain of tie-dye in the large fights. I've been there. I've done that. Um, you know, they're just because I live in HiSec now, and that's who I'm choosing to represent um, systematically, it will help having that represent representation from a HiSec standpoint. It will also help NullSec, uh, because a lot of the mechanics that come into play in HiSec are things that are important and are vital to how people start the game and how people grow and join NullSec groups. You know, for instance, the NPE is a huge example of something that I, I would focus on because of um, my my corporation's philosophy of bringing in brand new players. We focus pe we focus pe on people who have literally just finished the NPE. We get you into the corp, we get you started, we get you trained, and we get you into doing stuff that is far and away above what you know what a weak old player is doing. You know, like. Um, the other day we were running an incursion fleet uh, and we had uh, I think three cruisers in fleet with us. Uh, you know, traditionally incursions are run for cash, however fast you can do it. You know, faction battleships super blinged. I don't care about the ISK. That's not what I'm doing anymore. I'm, I'm building something bigger than that. Do you use uh, so, in-game audio? I don't. I, I focus mainly on Discord um, as an audio service, although I use Mumble as well. That's too bad. I'm going to hold out on that. Well, Commander Ace, thanks. This is your fourth run, uh, and you've been doing progressively better each time, and you've been very aggressive at getting yourself out there, at least on the for the small percentage of people that listen to this show and others like it. So it looks like you're putting in what is considered the work... Good luck to you. Thank you.